You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you suffering from chronic joint or back pain? Downtown's Healthcare in Denver offers effective alternative therapies that are non-invasive, non-surgical, and drug-free. Start your journey to a pain-free life. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. It is August 2nd in this year, 2022. This is the Wrestling Inc. podcast, NXT 2.0. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Alfred Kanawa and NYC Demon Diva Issa tonight to talk about NXT post uh, SummerSlam, post new era oh the golden age we're entering so good to see you both isa back from nashville looking fantabulous in all those photos and all those videos interviewing talents thank you thank you i had a blast it was a great weekend busy i'm still recovering you know i'm still in recovery mode but it was mm. fun and rewarding <laughs> And uh, as busy as she's been the entire weekend, she still had time to do a run-in on me and Justin's podcast on Saturday after SummerSlam. It was a lot of fun. I'm a workaholic. What can I say? <laughs> how uh, how sober were you on that run-in? I haven't watched it. I was very sober. Unfortunately, I worked so much that I didn't even get drunk in Nashville, believe it or not. Wow. wow. I'm not sober perk. right now. I'm not sober right now. But okay, the well, running... I was sober. They didn't. I was. I was sitting at. Uh, I was sitting at the press box. They didn't serve us alcohol. They know better. They just gave us cokes and water. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> uh well, so good to see you both. Uh, before we hop into the NXT, Alfred, what's going on in the news? Oh, a lot of things going on in the news, including a monster number for WWE Raw Triple H. This was, I feel like we've been saying that the Triple H era is starting here, 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 here. But because SummerSlam is done and it's like a fresh slate, this felt like the first real Raw of the Triple H era coming out of SummerSlam. And it did big numbers, 2.23 million viewers. Those were the numbers they were doing when they were two hours on the USA Network. And they weren't the B-show to SmackDown. They were up 17% and then 23% increase in the 18 to 49 demo. So WWE Raw, really crushing it in the ratings. WWE's viewership, you know, even before the Vince thing has been climbing up and has really kind of been on fire in some ways. And this was no exception for the Raw, the highest number in two years since 2020. Uh, but what did you think about the actual episode of Raw? What do you think about the numbers in going forward, Isa? I, I missed a lot of uh, Monday Night Raw because I was doing my traveling back from Nashville. So I was kind of like... Be, judging it based on social media responses. And it looked like a lot of people were really enjoying this episode of Monday Night Raw. Um, I'm here for Champa push. Apparently, you know, he got mm. a pretty big push. I love hearing the fact that we got EO and Bianca Belair. It just sounds like Triple H. It's like it, some of the things that I saw went on on the show. Even if you don't watch it, you know they have Triple H stamp all over it. And that just makes me happy. The fact that there's so many people feeling hopeful about watching WWE product again, it's, it's a good, it's a good time to be a wrestling fan, I guess. Very exciting. Very exciting. Now I did not watch raw last night because we are in the last three episodes of better call song had to check wow. that out, analyze the show, getting ready for the finale coming up in two weeks, but everything I saw online, people were very excited about raw last night. And I have to admit I was tempted to turn it on more so than usual and not for the weird sort of spectacle train wreck reasons. Yeah, there was a lot of excitement built around WWE. The Twitter account released a tweet that said that it's going to be a statement show. You're hearing all this buzz. There were rumors that Sasha Banks and Naomi, not only have they re-signed with WWE or on the way back, but some people thought they might show up on tonight's show. So I'm sure that helped it. Having said that, given all the hype, 
if you're one of these people who tuned in, who probably just saw, oh, wow, you know, Vince is gone. You know, people are excited for this show. I don't think this is a show that you're going to watch and be like, oh, I can't wait to come back next week. As somebody who mm. watches Raw every week and knows the little idiosyncrasies, yes, it definitely seems different in certain ways. And I, I think it's very promising in terms of what I saw as somebody who watches it all the time. But as somebody who's coming from the outside watching Raw, maybe you gave up on it because it's been three hours. If you're a Glenn, I don't know if you tune into this and if say, wow, Glenn. I can't wait until next week. Yeah, somebody who's smart enough to not sit around the TV for three hours. I'm, I'm jealous. I should be watching better. Call if Saul. you're a Glenn, wow. <laughs> it's, a wow. Good way. it's a good way to put it. Is this going to become the new norm for the for the disgruntled but curious WWE fan, the Glens of the, the WWE Glens. universe? Yep. There was a lot of Glens that tuned in last night, according to these numbers. So. Yeah, we'll see how many Glens they keep around. And I'm only talking about Raw because I know Glenn doesn't uh, go and watch Raw for three hours. And I, I get it. I'm not, uh, you know, bemoaning that at all. But I, I just don't think it had anything that would make you really want to three hours. continue I, let me Let me break this down for you. In three hours on a Monday night. You could watch the new Better Call Saul, the new episode of The Rehearsal. You could watch two episodes of The Bear on FX. You could watch Paper Girls on Prime Video. Like, you could get, like, half a week's TV watching in yeah. for one episode of Raw with commercials. See, Glenn is smart with his time. That, that, that's yeah, what a Glenn is. is. He, Glenn knows time is money. So, you know, he don't want to waste no time or money. I will say one thing, though, Alfred, based on these rumors. If I have Sasha and Naomi and he's true that there might be a return from them i will save them from smackdown for smackdown if you have bailey with dakota kai and eo come back at raw i think the smackdown women's division can also use a little a little you know life to it so i i will personally save more returns from the women for smackdown well and the crazy thing about that tweet alfred was not only did you statement but it also said with SummerSlam in the rear view so there was a mm -hmm. naomi and a sasha reference yes. in that tweet Picked up on that. They were really teasing that news, and it was out there. It was a big story that broke hours before Raw went on the air that Sasha and Naomi could be on their way back. It does seem like only a matter of time. So, listen, I was very excited. I tried to even temper my expectations, and as much as I did not have a problem with Raw, I did not consider it a bad episode. I actually considered it a pretty good episode, but it wasn't that far and away different from Raw, even on the merits of being a Raw after SummerSlam, which I expected to be a big reset show. On the merits of just a Raw after SummerSlam, no matter who's in charge, I didn't look at this and think that it's some game-changing show that I would want to uh, tune into next week because it was still very long and there were still some dead parts there, especially the crowd. But we are getting the Champa and Bobby Lashley face like match next week, right? Yes, we are. Getting so I Ciampa love the idea. Yeah, I love the idea of this um, of the storyline continuing just next week and not just tuning in and getting invested and having to wait for the next pay-per-view, especially given the fact that WWE is not doing an August pay-per-view. So we depend on their weekly programming now to keep us interested. Yeah. Yes, it's a great point. It is very and, uh, exciting. And keeping us interested, I think a lot of people are going to be interested in this in terms of some of the big creative changes that are going to be made. It looks like Ooh. one thing we'll be seeing or seeing less of is scripted promos as one of Triple H's edicts is to loosen up the restrictions, not only on the mic, but in the ring as well, letting people improvise more when it comes to their matches, uh, allowing them to cut promos that aren't so scripted and i did really notice that just watching some of the promos on SummerSlam, particularly drew mcintyre who seemed to just be riffing yeah. it really felt like they just told him to go out there and say whatever he wants and uh he did seem more comfortable and, and again when it comes to scripted i've always had the same opinion not all scripted promos are created equally some <laughs> people do need to be scripted roddy piper being one of them like some people need to be scripted so that you can keep them inside that box but some people could just riff in the Kevin Owens I put in that box, uh, Drew McIntyre, of course. But it looks like we're going to get less scripted promos. And I think that's going to go a long way in terms of being kind of a smaller change yes. that makes a big product, difference in the product. Yeah, I agree. I And I'm actually with you on that. I personally thought there was a different flavor to Drew McIntyre when he came out and cut that promo at SummerSlam. I enjoyed mm. it. Um, Drew McIntyre is somebody that looks the part but doesn't feel the part when he starts talking. So maybe not being scripted is going to be something that really benefits him. I think there's a lot of people that I would just love to be able to give it, to be given that free range and just see what they have to say. So that I'm excited about. Yeah, free range wrestlers. Not caged. Free <laughs> range, grass-fed wrestling. Let's go. <laughs> grass-fed wrestling. GFW. It even makes a great chant. I'm going to make that the name of my... I'm going to start a wrestling federation, and I'm going to call it that. The grass-fed wrestling federation. And then what's the tagline going to be? Big meaty men slapping meat. <laughs> 
Oh, Big meaty man slapping me forever. Like Organic that main event course. of SummerSlam. That main event of SummerSlam was the definition of that. Now, I watched SummerSlam. That was one where I turned that on maybe like five minutes late. And I was like, oh, Becky versus Bianca. I'm just going to watch this. And then we're going to you know, watch a movie or do something else with her Sunday. It kept us all the way through. We watched the entire pay-per-view. It was very good. Yes. It really was oh, an excellent yeah. pay-per-view. I had a lot of fun watching it. I watched it with my brother. There was a lot of big moments that popped us. I love that main event, just based on them just really doing everything they could to make that different, and they succeeded. I love the tractor. It was just a moment in time. Now, again, I still don't need to see Brock and Roman in the ring again, but no. they chill, chill got up, me. Chill. That they might be me. you. That might be you. I will take it again and again and again. I know you would. <laughs> 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 You're going to like this uh, story, Issa, I, I think. Uh, our final news story is about, let's give some love to AEW. They've been uh, kind of pushed aside with all this WWE action going on. Rampage just did one of the lowest numbers they've ever done. Not too far off from the Fast Nationals that I posted. 16,000 to be exact. But AEW has filed a trademark for all elite women. What do we think? What do we think, Issa? <laughs> I I'm gonna let it play out, Alfred. <laughs> Are you gonna let it play out, Glenn? I'm optimistic, but I mean, what do you think? Do you think this is gonna be like a rebranding like a of the division? Okay, so oh, maybe, oh, maybe a reality show. Maybe they're going the Total Divas route. Yeah, it could be a new show. I don't think it's going to be a wrestling show, but who knows? But it might be a new show. Anything they can do to get women. I think that's where they really struggle consistently is getting that female audience. Sometimes they'll do some pretty good numbers, but that AEW zeitgeist is very leans heavily toward men. And reality shows, focusing and showcasing women and their actual stories, not men scripting them, I think is going to help AEW encroach on a women's audience. Yeah, it could be... Uh... Could be helpful. Certainly didn't do that uh, with Rampage, which did 375,000 years. Very, very low. Ouch. Ouch. And they're about to hit their one-year anniversary. Yeah, and they've been kind of cratering. This is They're down from where they were last year. And this time last year, they were up and they were really growing. I mean, you can credit that to the pandemic because in 2020, all the numbers across the board were lower. But AEW seems to kind of be settling into a ceiling right now which is okay. It just depends. And now there's whispers of not even whispers. This is a real thing that Warner media discovery isn't going to be spending much money, which is not the greatest news for AEW, especially as their TV rights fees are starting to come up. Man. First Batgirl. Now. Yeah. That's that. That was telling. They're not doing Batgirl at all. They're really cutting back. Here's the deal. I debated canceling HBO max today as a reaction to them shelving Batgirl. Not <laughs> releasing on HBO Max, not theaters. They're just saying, no, we're going to take a write down. It's never going to see the light of day. Michael Keaton's in it as Batman, for Christ's sakes. And I said, no, I have to see how the last three episodes of the rehearsal play out. But I'm telling you this, HBO Max, HBO Discovery, if you do not give Nathan Fielder more money to make more seasons of the rehearsal, like, that's it. We're done. I'm done with you. As long as Barry and the Landy Larry Sanders show are on HBO Max, I will never cancel. I mean, I've got the DVDs of the Larry Sanders show. Got the yeah, I mean, I don't have a DVD player. I, uh, I mean, it is true. in my home. I could go I could go home and get it, but uh, it, up north what? in Chico, California. But I, I don't have one. I can play it on my PlayStation, too, I guess. Well, there you go. That'll work. Yeah, H but Discovery HBO, I mean, like, the, the new Discovery guy that's running Discovery HBO is not cut from any entertainment business cloth like we have seen before and he is making some very uh uh fiscally conservative uh moves that could end up impacting the AEW deal yeah the only thing that makes me nervous about this is just executives of this nature tend to thumb their nose at pro wrestling and not really get it despite Although how it's cheap wrestling... though it's cheap yeah, it is cheap, and it does well with an 18 to 49 audience. And if you look at whether it's AEW, SmackDown, or Raw, uh, AEW Dynamite in particular, they number one on cable most weeks and a lot of impressive things. But when it comes to advertisers and these executives, they tend to look down on wrestling. And when it comes time to cut, wrestling, unfortunately, tends to be something that would take the hit. Not saying that's going to happen to AEW. I really don't see that happening anytime soon. But it is a little worrisome that they are making so many cuts. Well, it better hold the accountants lead in if it's if AEW stands a chance of keeping on the Warner Networks. 
Yes, let's uh, throw one out for AEW. Say a prayer, everybody. Everybody say a silent I can't prayer. stop laughing at that uh, comment in the chat that says, Alfred is too street to have a DVD player. <laughs> <laughs> Shows how much you know about me. Uh, he's got a point. Listen, I'm from uh, the suburbs of Chico, California. Time Magazine named Chico, California, the most dangerous cul-de-sac in America. So... He's right. I am you can't be having, we can't be having no DVD players on the most dangerous. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'll get that stolen. I'm done. I'm done. I'm I spent done. a weekend. I'm already in... done. We're only 14 minutes in and I'm already done. I spent a weekend in Chico once. Uh, first off, Chico, you think you know a long drive through unpopulated areas of California. Oh. Drive to Chico and uh, it makes, you know, a drive to Redding look like nothing. Yeah, Mendocino County. There's stretches where you won't see a sign of life for hours. Oh man, I I don't remember much about that weekend. Which is that's what they say. If you remember anything about your weekend in Chico, you didn't go to Chico. <laughs> exactly. Did you steal a DVD player when you were in Chico, Glenn? Yes, Fast and the Furious <laughs> style. We were in a car gang. Uh, we were we were bus boosting DVD players off trucks. We were keeping it real. That sounds amazing. That's great. That's incredible. We gotta have That's a live incredible. podcast in Chico, California. Laxon Auditorium. We're gonna. You know, it. I did. I did a Q and A on my Instagram, and this is the fifth time that people have asked that we come together and do an on location podcast. We gotta do it, you guys. We gotta do we it. Should. It will. It'll happen one day. Uh, but not at Chico. Not at Chico. Not I'm, not, I'm not trying to get my DVD player stolen. Okay. Yeah, I don't get pulled up on. No, if you come to Chico, come with me. I'll keep you guys safe. Okay. I got all right. All right. Chico. Great. Good to know. <laughs> okay, so Peter Bahi, five dollars super chat wants to know, Alfred, how are those Google searches coming along? I don't even know what this is. Oh, about. I know what he's talking about. Uh, <laughs> well, check out my Instagram. I can't really repeat the joke, but I have a joke that is going crazy right now on Instagram. Okay, uh, okay. about my Google search, Google searching the N word and what happens when you search oh. the N word on Google. Uh, and I accidentally, I actually say it, uh, and it's a fun word to to search for me, not for anybody else. Don't I don't want anybody in the chat to search the N word on Google. Unless you are of the right complexion, but um, check my Instagram out at a k o n u w a. Mia Lee four ninety nine, not Cora calling Mandy little girl. I died. LOL. Tiffany Stratton, an icon. Nikita, that bitch. <laughs> what three male NXT stars would y'all call up to be a Shield two point Wow. You can go first, Ethan. <laughs> why? Why do I have to go first? First of all, I. I hated that Cora trying to call Mandy a little girl. Um, who would I call up to be a shield from NXT 2.0? Tony D'Angelo. Yeah, Tony yeah. D'Angelo. Tony Braun and Solo. Solo, well, I gonna... yeah. No, no. I, I, I was going to say Carmelo Hayes, but I can't live Trick out of it. So I guess I'm going to call Trick, Carmelo, and Tony D. Uh, Solo should come. Solo means alone. In Spanish, yes, so Solo needs to just be by himself, you know. So it's gonna my shield 2.0. They're not gonna be a shield, but my shield 2.0 is gonna be uh, who did I say? Carmelo, Trek, and Tony D. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. guys. It's been a long weekend, okay? <laughs> Tony D'Angelo stacks in a returning two dimes because all they no, do no, is no, no, colonize no. two dimes groups. is sleeping with the fish, Alfred. Come on, over on AEW. With he's, those he's like Tupac. Just like Tupac, he's still alive. He's just hanging out somewhere in Cuba right now. And he's still alive. And when the time is right, Two Dimes is coming back home. And I think, because they're just going around colonizing all these groups. Okay, they got the Legato del Fantasma. So they just do the same thing with the Shield. And they become the new Shield. There you go. The Shield could never be done again, ever. Yeah, okay. Especially with two with different guys. I don't even think one different Shield member would be a success. So, uh, Jared, one, two, three, four, five. That's my password. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, Jared is saying, hey, gang, look forward to the show. Love that women's tag match tonight. It was quite good. By the way, Glenn, loving your new podcast with Jeff Gerstmann. Uh, Everybody, go over to Jeff Gerstmann's YouTube channel. Future episodes are going to be on Jeff's Patreon, but we did the first one public. It's about our history in video games in the early 1990s as teenagers covering Nintendo versus Sega, uh, all the chicanery and hijinks we got involved in, uh, lots of attempts at underage drinking, uh, horrible egos and abuse of power. And we have the uh, best worst name for this podcast on Jeff Gerstmann's YouTube, which is Game Boys to Men. <laughs> the 
<laughs> and the first episode it. is out now. So uh, go over well, to Jeff Gersman's YouTube to check that out. I hope Jeff is ready to fight me on on Glenn on a pole match for podcast partner because you you were you were mine before you were Jeff's. Okay, so Jeff, I'm ready to throw down. Oh, there you go. Get some podcast for, for us. <laughs> yes, but uh, first episode out now. More to come. Uh, it's weirdly therapeutic. Taking a walk game down memory lane. Game Boy though, that is genius. Honestly, genius. And you guys got to step uh, your game over the Yellow Jackets buzz. I mean, you guys might have to I change know. that to keep up with Game Boy Cement. I'm just saying, not trying to start anything. Wow, Alfred, what the hell, man? <laughs> no, I'm Team Yellow Jackets. All right, I'm Team Yellow Jackets all the way. Good. I can't wait for it to come back. I did, so yeah, Glenn, Glenn is already trying to replace me. He's like, okay, Yellow Jacket's taking forever. Let me go get with Jeff. What the I hell? I know Yellow man? Jackets isn't shooting till like uh, later this month. It's not, I, I doubt it's going to be out this year, which is very uh, unfortunate. You know what I did watch on Prime Video, though? Uh, the adaptation of a comic book series called Paper Girls about four teenage girls in 1988 that time travel into the future. And that's got kind of like a Yellow Jackets meets Stranger Things sort of vibe. Like it's pretty good. The first it's, episode's a it mess. Sounds interesting. I'm gonna have to check it out. Yeah, first episode's kind of a mess, but man, like there's one story arc in there. It's one of the best things I've seen on TV in uh, quite some time. So uh very good. I want to time travel, but I wouldn't trust me to like follow the rules of time traveling. Like, oh, and yeah, this gonna... doesn't shout out to Modesto California real quick. Yes. No. <laughs> I just I'm just saying I wouldn't follow the rules. Like I'll be finding out who's gonna win the world series, I'll be betting money, like I will be so evil. If I was well, able to time travel, you guys have no idea. Isa, let me tell you. Yes. One thing uh, I like about Paper Girls is that there's no back to the future rules. Like they're going to the future and one of them's like hanging out with her future self. Like, no, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to be like, yeah. hey, you dumb bitch. Do not do this. Do this. Like, oh, my God. It would be insane. <laughs> who's in Paper Girl? Who's who's the big star of Paper? Is there anybody I would know? Uh, Ali Wong is uh, plays oh. the modern day version of one of the girls. That'll be fun. Okay. Yeah, a lot oh, of that, a lot of no names, a lot of no names, uh, or, or newer talents aside from that. But I'm really digging it. The for, like I said, the first episode's all over the place. But uh, oh, Jason Manzukis is in it as like a bad guy, which is weird. Holly um, Wong has been popping up in comedy clubs around town, and she's going through a divorce. Never been funnier. Really, I'm telling you, you want to step your comedy game up, you get divorced. That divorce will do what? Divorce is like steroids for comedy. Chris Rock got funnier after a divorce. Ali Wong. It was already funny, but she got way funnier after the divorce. It's just wonderful divorce material. Eddie Murphy after deciding not to get married because of all the divorce stories in Raw. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Uh, Steve Marcuccielli, four ninety nine. WrestleMania in LA. You want Bianca versus Charlotte or Bianca versus Rhea? Bianca versus Rhea. Yeah, I think Bianca versus Rhea would be fire. They would really have to heat Rhea up and tell us a, a good story, and because and, the match is going to be fire no matter what, but it would be on them to really tell that story between them that would get people invested. Bianca versus Charlotte wouldn't be bad, but they've been saving Bianca versus Rhea, I feel like. Yeah. It's like telling Matthews, big divorce numbers in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's bigger in Australia. And so Australia can kill you. It's so funny. Yeah, it's true. Okay, uh, we have to talk about this show tonight, don't we? Do you suffer from chronic hip, knee, or shoulder pain? Avoid drug dependency and surgery with Downtown's Healthcare in Denver. Downtown's Healthcare offers regenerative therapies that stimulate the body's self-healing process. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. Uh, okay. What female said would y'all like to divorce? Now, what female celeb would y'all <laughs> like to see in WWE? Well, That's true. Dan yeah, I'm saying she watches WWE now, so that'd be a lot of fun. We haven't seen a lot of female uh, celebrities wrestle in WWE. Yeah, Snooki comes to mind. Maria Menudos. The Kardashians would be a lot of fun if there was a Survivor Series match. The four horsewomen versus the Kardashians. Yeah, you roll your eyes, but let me tell you, the numbers that would do on Peacock. I mean, Ronda Rousey counts, but she was famous for five. Well, she's really famous for her role in the Entourage movie, but I hear she also has an MMA background. Oh, man. <laughs> I would I would like to see. I know she's not like a celebrity because she's an actual fighter, but I wouldn't mind seeing Amanda Nunez make a quick, you know, WWE run and maybe have a story with Ronda. But, you know, that might bring some real life trauma. 
Yeah. And Extremely. I don't think they would do it now, but if it was a couple of years ago, like Gina Carano would have probably been pretty. Oh, yeah. That'd be good. Awesome. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, she can go to control your narrative, maybe, but I don't know. About that. No. <laughs> oh, I sang her praise so it. much after Haywire. I would watch it. Full disclosure if I heard Gina Carano was going to, full, to control your narrative, I would watch it. <laughs> Gotta control those narratives. Gotta control them. Uh, Peter Bahi, two dollars. Glenn Gavin the Croc called wants to look back. I was debating what to wear tonight, and I was like, I'm gonna bust this out. See, I gotta cover my arms. I got like way TMI, but I got a cat scratch that got infected, so I'm on like antibiotics and I'm all ointmented and bandaged up. I legitimately have the cat scratch fever, like Ted Nugent <laughs> sang about. Is it it's because crazy. you broke up your bonded cats and they got upset? No, I think uh, some of our cats like to love with their claws. So they'll just like really dig. And I have a feeling, you know, maybe litter or so something infected it. I don't know. Sucks. Since I learned that from you, Glenn, I've been mansplaining bonded cats to everybody who's willing to listen. Me too. I was actually talking about it this weekend in Nashville, Glenn. Thanks a lot for that. <laughs> it's a great it's conversation important. piece. It's important. I also told my best friend that we were like bonded cats. And she was like, what the hell yes. are you talking about? <laughs> It's it's the most dog-like thing that I've ever seen in cats. Uh, it's pretty pretty insane. So tonight, um, tonight's NXT was well. What'd y'all think? Like, I'm, I'm gonna say it was okay, but what'd you think of? Yeah, that that's exactly what I thought. It was aight. It wasn't great. It was aight. It wasn't the worst, but it was just there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> it was. Well, fun. there you have it, folks. Thanks for tuning in tonight. <laughs> Good night, everybody. I feel like that happens with NXT quite a bit after a big pay-per-view because you get the pay-per-view and then you get the Raw and then NXT always is more of a step down because they're not connected to the pay-per-view. It's not like they have anything to piggyback off of from the pay-per-view. Yeah. So it almost feels like you're starting fresh. Yeah, I, it's tough. I will say one thing. I did notice on Monday Night Raw and I heard that a lot of the commentary was finally referring to some of these um superstars accolades in NXT. I heard that Tommaso Ciampa's NXT reign was brought up. I heard that EO's NXT reign was brought up. So I'm I'm happy to hear about that because then maybe they'll start putting a lot more effort into what they're doing in NXT. Did it feel like a ground-changing episode of NXT? No. Was I no. entertained? I was. Mm -hmm. Was it good? Sure. Did it have some bad moments? Of course. Would I watch it again? Maybe. It's not, it's, that deep. it's not that deep. Dude, we're going to do everything in Robert Evans question style for the rest of the episode. <laughs> you know? uh, no, I think, yes, to, to Alfred's point, it's very tough after something like SummerSlam and NXT. We've got Heat Wave coming up, but this is a very transitional period. And I think it was hot. Uh, it was hot opening up with that women's four way tag match that was good. Of course, it has me thinking with Toxic Attraction not winning that their main roster bound. Mandy's days are numbered as champion. I could very well see uh, Aunt Pam and her girls on Raw and Toxic Attraction on SmackDown, similar to like a Riot Squad absolution sort of thing. Um, but yeah, I feel like we're very much in transition. In fact, I'm going to just say that with Triple H regaining involvement and some call-ups and Heat Wave, I'm just going to predict that 100 days from now, NXT is going to look very different than what you saw tonight in terms of the talent being showcased and featured. I agree with that. I like the 100 day timeline. Like he's the new president of WWE. Yeah. In his first 100 days, he will <laughs> he will let Road Dog beg for his job back. He won't <laughs> offer it to him. He'll say, Brian, I'm going to allow you to beg for your job back. And then he will say, I will hire you back on a provisional basis for six months, no benefits. <laughs> I like that Road Dog's at least admitting it. He's keeping it 100. He's not, <laughs> not making any bones about what his intentions are. So good for him. Um, but yeah, we're, we're at the end or we're in the waning days of an era. I mean, do you see Braun Breaker spending another 100 days as NXT I hope champ? So. Possibly. Not 100 days. I could see. Not as NXT champ, but in NXT, yes. <laughs> you hope he stays in NXT for a thousand days, huh? He's there. Yes. <laughs> Do you think Cameron Grimes, a hundred days from now, is in NXT? Yes. yes. That's a tricky one. I don't. What is he gonna do in the main roster, Alfred? He's been losing everywhere in NXT. You really think he's gonna come to the main roster and 
I, I'll shut. I'll digress. Maybe he's he, doing the job on the way out. And I will say about Cameron Grimes. Well, I guess he was part of the Triple H era, and but he was like at the tail end. I don't think it's fair to say that he's a Triple H guy per se. No. But I do think Triple H would appreciate Cameron Grimes for sure. He has no way Jose twenty four seven energy written all over him. Now, I would agree with you if Vince was still in charge. That I feel like if he was under Vince, Vince would think he's hilarious and make him into a joke wrestler. Triple H is more of a wrestling guy, and I think he would appreciate the wrestler of Cameron Grimes. And I think Cameron Grimes on the main roster would be used a lot like he is in NXT as somebody who is capable of doing comedy. But when he wants to get serious and wrestle, he can do that too. They've but really I don't like serious back. Cameron Grimes, to be honest. Yeah, they've rolled him back so much. Um, but I think he, uh, Breaker, Grimes, and Toxic Attraction are my picks for the next NXT call-ups. Do you think Toxic Attraction gets called up as a – triad because i think mandy i think they take mandy and leave the other two down at nxt if there Same. was a call up there i think they bring up mandy they don't let the other two wrestle for the first like 60 days on the main roster yeah i mean with all due respect they they have promise especially Gigi dolan but they mm -hmm. i think could benefit by staying in nxt and if mandy rose was to part ways with them and i think it's kind of run its course now and it's a new era I would like to see them go their separate ways and then Gigi and JC find their way. But I want to see this Mandy Rose in the main roster. She was never cutting promos like this. Uh, now, I'm not saying that she's this revelation. She just never used to talk on the main roster in terms of carrying her own promos. And now she's learned to do that in NXT. I'd like to see that on the main roster. Mm. I think she gets called to the main roster and trying to figure out the mystery of it. And it was Otis that lobbied to get her back so they could rekindle their love affair. Yeah, they've got to pay that up. That's what I want to see in this new era. I want to see Otis win back that money in the bank and resume that storyline they were going to do. It was, it Don't was solid. me, Issa. It was good. Uh, but Toxic Attraction, Gigi Dolan and JC Jane took on Kaden Carter and Katana Chance, Valentina Faraz and Yulisa Leon and Ivy Nile and Tatum Paxley in a fatal four-way elimination match for the vacant NXT Women's Tag Team titles. No, uh, no, Alundra Blaze this week. Unfortunately, I know. Uh, Issa, are you excited that the Carter Chance era of domination has begun and they have won the NXT Women's Tag Team titles? I am. I am excited for them. I thought the finish was a great, I thought the match was great. I thought the finish was really good. Um, they were the only tag team that have been a tag team since day one and they have been together for a long time when you looked at the people fighting over these tag titles in this match. I I had to put away my, you know, my my normal common sense thinking, which was like, why don't we just unify the tag titles here, right? We're not doing anything with the main roster's tag titles. This was the perfect storyline for it. I also couldn't stop wondering why they even put the titles on Roxanne and, and Cora J. But when I take all of that, you know, common sense things out of the out of the way, I'm very happy for them. I think they deserved it. And I wish they would have not done the storyline with Cora and Roxanne and they could have just finally beaten Toxic Attraction for it. Would have felt like a bigger deal, but it doesn't matter. They have the titles good for them. Yes, very happy for them. And I completely agree. They're really the only outside of Toxic Attraction in this match, traditional tag team, and they've been getting better every time. And I'm glad that they finally got the tag team titles. I was kind of hoping they would just full on turn heel beforehand because it looks like that's where they were going. But I I'm just happy that they have the titles and they're actually like a tag team because I didn't want to see them go back to toxic attraction once again, because I really do feel that's run its course at this point. I, I thought the match was fine. They got everybody out and I think it took too long to start doing the eliminations to be honest, but it was fine. And I'm Good, it's good thing the tag team titles are still here. So maybe the women's tag team titles are here in NXT. Sasha and Naomi coming back. Maybe they'll bring the titles with them. So maybe women's tag team wrestling isn't dead in WWE the way we thought when Cora Jade threw them in the trash can. There you go. It's still there. We have new champions. Good finish to this match. Yeah. Really? Very exciting. Good Hot open to the they, show. They seem legitimately moved that they finally won those tag team titles. I didn't think it was ever going to happen. They've definitely had some uh, detours mm -hmm. on their road to the championship. Some name changes. Some, actually, I'm still not sure what their gimmicks are, but they're there. They're champions. Are they still doing the festival thing? Are they going to take these belts to Coachella? No, I didn't think go. that like one week. Let's go. <laughs> I, I remember that. They dropped that really quick. Yeah, they were doing that yeah. for a couple of weeks and then uh, never mentioned it again.
I turned on Lollapalooza on Hulu on Saturday and looked at the schedule. And I kid you not, I recognized one band name on the entire wow. Saturday line. Wow. Are you getting younger or older? Older. Because okay. I was like, oh, Dashboard Confessional. I wonder who else is playing. I was like, I recognize none of these names. <laughs> Sunday I did, but not Saturday. I felt very old. First Dashboard Confessional record came out half my lifetime ago. That's how long it's been. Uh, so Carmelo Hayes open challenge for the NXT North American championship. Giovanni Vinci <laughs> comes out to the ring to answer the call, but Nathan Frazier ran to the ring and beat him to answer that call to lose to Carmelo Hayes. That was my reaction to that segment. Yo, I popped so hard. <laughs> like this dude is just posing for his entrance and he just like the, the, the way he freaking photo bombed him yeah. and then just ran to the ring. I got to tell you big pop for me. I was here for that. Very funny. Very, very funny. I thought it was a good use. I like how there was a still of him in the background, and then the next shot was him in the ring. <laughs> uh, fun segment. Not really meaningful in the grand scheme of things. but uh, I mean, Carmella, I mean that, go ahead, Alfred. Go ahead. I was going to say, Carmelo was very over on his birthday. They were singing happy yes. birthday to him during a backstage segment that you couldn't even hear because they were singing. And then they did it again when they were on camera. They loved this guy because it was his birthday. See, I uh, think they, he he could end up winning the championship before the main championship before Tony D does. I could see. Yeah, I agree. I I, I really really like um, Carmelo. I I love the open challenge. So I thought this becomes a weekly thing. I I love the idea of him just facing everybody. Um, I I I find myself more invested in what he's doing than what Brown Breaker is doing. But I personally think they just haven't put Brown Breaker in the most captivating feuds since Dolph Ziggler. So we'll see where it goes. But I was here for all of this. I'm also more invested in the North American Championship than the NXT Championship because that A champion gimmick is a shoot. He is a great champion. He's great at carrying himself like a champion. The NXT title, the North American title, does seem more important than the NXT title. And I like that they're doing this open challenge. Just Carmelo Hayes just knows all the little things to do to be a champion. I think he's really learning under the tutelage of Shawn Michaels because Shawn Michaels was also good at that too. Update to a previous super chat from uh, Tox Kazim saying, thank God I didn't have to mail Triple H a huge... Big, big flaming bag of crap, Bianca to the rescue. Update from uh, his from threats Tox from last Kazim. week. Yes, it's good. Can you mail? You, can, you can't mail that. I'm certainly not on fire. Yeah, no you offense. can. There's some services in the dark web that will probably do it for you. Oh, yeah. Or you can put in some Tupperware so they don't smell it and put it in a bag. You can absolutely do that. I mean, if, if this woman on TikTok is selling her pink sauce everywhere, I'm pretty sure we can send crap to people. <laughs> Have you seen it? She's sending this. Have you seen that whole thing? She's sending like, this sauce that she's it. making with like milk products, and she's just sending them in these bags and just shipping it out. Like ew, 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 ew. If if I get something like, do you ever open a jar and it doesn't pop, or you look at something and you're like, oh, that safety seal doesn't look like I throw stuff out all the time, where I'm like, ah, oh, this has been tampered with. Yeah, did you notice that the Starbucks, you know how they sell those Frappuccinos in a bottle? They stopped putting like the plastic around it. Now I can buy them. I feel mm. weird about it. It is weird. It is weird when the jars don't pop because normally the jars pop. It's weird safe. when you order pink sauce from somebody on TikTok and then expect it to arrive following <laughs> FDA. She said she didn't even know what FD FDA was. Oh like, no. Don't, do not do not buy the pink sauce, okay? Or or send Triple H a pink sauce if he starts booking the shows like crap. <laughs> Glenn, can you eat the pink sauce on the air and then we can maybe organize something where you get the super chats that day? Is it vegan? It's What's not. It? Sure I mean, she no. did no, it's not. This woman don't even know what the FDA is. Do you really think uh. she cares about what she's putting on this thing? I can't do I that like, to Glenn. We like Glenn, Alfred. Come on. Man, trying to kill me with, I got, I got, I'm taking antibiotics for a cat scratch right now, for Christ's sakes. Uh, but uh, no, I, you know what I like doing is looking up copycat recipes online. Like I make my own like horsey sauce, like Arby's. I make like a vegan version of that. I like to look up how to make those things and I do that at home. Condiments. Because the nice thing about making condiments at home, like are my hot and sweet uh, pickled onions, is that you can make those and you put it in the fridge and it's good for like six weeks. Six weeks worth of eating right there. You know? If you put it in the freezer, it'll go even longer too, right? I don't know. Do you think mayonnaise freezes and unfreezes well? Probably not uh, something not to pickle either. Yeah. You know, I did start doing though, and I feel like an old man for doing this. I started freezing my bread. 
because I was not going through a loaf of bread before it went bad. So I started breaking it up into like quarters and then freezing little baggies of bread. And I take one of those out every couple of days, eat the bread after it defrosts. Because I was oh, throwing sure away like half a loaf a week. And is it like keto bread or is it like actual bread? I get the, the Bible bread, the Ezekiel bread. You know, it's got low carbs, low sodium. Uh, I mean, it's frozen in the store. You get it in the freezer section in the store. You thaw it out. You toast it. It tastes fine. You know? Sounds delicious. I mean, how? Sounds okay. Barely food. Alfred, when's the last time you went through an entire loaf of bread? I go through loaves of bread. I got, um, I'm almost done with the bread right now. Okay. I put bread on it. It's keto bread though. It's, you know, I have a, yeah. uh, put some cheese on it, a peanut butter and jelly. See, I eat one piece of bread a day, one piece of uh carb friendly, whole grain, sprouted grain bread. I have one a day with my avocado toast. And I learned the other day based on clickbait. Do you know that you should not cut your avocados with any sort of metal knife? Because the, if you keep the other half, it will oxidize faster because of its exposure to metal. Is this is this Bible bread similar to like the purity belt in Ring of Honor? Like I'm very, very confused. <laughs> very similar. I don't know what Bible bread is. So I eat my it's this company called Ezekiel. It's it's they're not a religious <laughs> bread, but it's named after something in the Bible, some verse about bread. So I get that, I get my avocado, I now cut it with a ceramic knife. I save half the avocado because I only use half each time and I eat my uh, avocado toast uh, when I take my vitamins. Is Joel Osteen's face on the package of Bible bread? It's not. It's not. I think it should be. <laughs> I would buy it if it was. Ezekiel bread. I just call it Bible bread because Ezekiel sounds weird. Speaking of Ezekiel, where is he? Don't tell me that he's one of the casualties of the Triple H era. That Triple H doesn't get Ezekiel because he's going to have smoke with me if Triple H. Maybe, maybe Triple H understands that Ezekiel is Elias and he's just going to bring us back Elias. Possibly. But uh, listen, that Ezekiel thing was cooking. Oh, is that is that done already? No, I mean I haven't seen him in a few weeks, so I hope well, it's not. Maybe, maybe he's, maybe going, he's third going the beer back. That's why yeah. I haven't seen it. <laughs> so talk about a letdown. Last week, JD McDonough cut an amazing promo about all sorts of depressing things about how you're going to die a horrible death due to your own negligence. Hmm. And this week, we just got kind of a straightforward face-off between him and Braun Breaker. Yeah, very straightforward. This. I, this is not a way to build up this feud. I, I'm I'm not feeling it yet. I'm just not the ble- bleeding on his finger and the. I'm not feeling oh, it. Yet. <laughs> what was that? <clears throat> like I and, and then my favorite part was like uh, Brown Breaker not shaking his hand because I can relate to that. There's too many weird illnesses going on in the world right now. Like don't shake this bleeding man's hand. I I I didn't like this. I thought they had done more with the. <laughs> I thought they did more with the like plastic surgeon uh, promo. I didn't watch NXT last week, so I I, I feel lost. But uh, this wasn't my favorite contract signing segment ever. I will say that it was kind of boring. Yeah, and it's tough too because Braun Breaker is not Mister Charisma. So the fact that they had JD McDonough, who did such an amazing job last week, come out tonight and just give us this nothing promo is ridiculous. Is it next week? Heatways next week? Is it? I don't know. Uh, it yeah. might be in two weeks, but uh, they need to do more and fast. Yes. Yes, I agree. So, uh, oh, uh, Apollo backstage talking talking to Creed, taking a Game break from protecting the streets. Yeah. Yeah, where, where's more promos there? I want to see uh, Apollo uh, chopping it up vigilante style. Me too. I want to see Apollo on the streets of Chico, California, trying to survive. <laughs> I don't stealing, know di- stealing DVD players or going after the people that are stealing the DVD players. Like, yeah. imagine that would be so priceless. And then he catches them, grabs the DVD, puts in a DVD with like the best of Apollo and just makes them watch his matches. Like, that would be incredible. <laughs> We'll get those bricks back and the DVD players. We'll get the DVD players back for anybody who lost them. I like that gimmick. And then when he unmasks like the thief is Commander Aziz, bro. (laughs) (laughs) He'll be like, you left me. You went back to NXT and you left me. I don't have a job no more. I got to do what I got to do. Oh, my God. That would be amazing. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's that's what it has to be. I I would love to see that. Uh, Mandy Rose beat Saray tonight. Pretty easily. Yeah. 
I was disappointed with this match. I remember when they had that first match and I was raving about it. We were raving about it. And I don't think this came close to it. No. But this was followed by a pretty great video package for Tiffany Stratton. Yes. Yes. Tiffany Stratton might be undefeated. Have I ever criticized her on this podcast? I don't think she could do any wrong. She might be she might be the new goat. Tony D'Angelo better watch his back. Okay, wait, wow. wait, wait. That that, that term gets thrown around way too much, too loosely. She's not there yet, but I love this video package. I, I I'm still questioning her her richness. I don't know if it's real or not. Mm. Um, you know, she keeps saying, now it's time for shopping, but we don't actually see her shopping. You see you what notice? I'm saying? Like that's suspicious. Now she's a gymnast to distract you from the shopping thing. She's not really talking about it anymore. Right. Know. Right, right. And when, when she was getting her nails done, she didn't get like all of the stones. You know, the more stones that you put in your nails, the more expensive it is. She didn't get up. Look at all these stones, okay? You realize how expensive these hey. nails went? You don't see any stones on Tiffany Stratton nails because you got to pay extra for that. So I still question her richness. But outside of that, I am very high on Tiffany Stratton. Okay, because we can say, Issa, how many female talents are you feuding with right now between Lacey Evans and Tiffany Stratton? Like you're, <laughs> you know, you're more I think that, I think that's about right it. now. I, you know? I am, I am. But you know what? You got to do what you got to do. You know. I will say this about the segment: they are showing her jumping on that trampoline. The ceilings were really low in that building for a building that has a trampoline in it. Like I thought she was going to hit her head on that trampoline, and somebody must have. I think it's Coast Fitness. That's a lawsuit waiting to happen. One thousand percent. One, I noticed that as well. I was like, "Is she supposed to go? Like, are we supposed to be doing this in this building?" Yeah. Maybe it was for kids. Maybe it was like their kids' training uh, oh, facility. Yeah. Maybe she can't afford to rent out the grown-up oh, one oh, because oh. she's not real rich, so she can afford the kids' one. Do you know how much it raises your homeowner's insurance to have a trampoline in your backyard? You might as well get a swimming pool at that point. Why would you tell them that you have a trampoline in your backyard? You gotta get insurance on it because if someone okay, gets okay, but don't tell them. Get the insurance before you get the trampoline, and then you just quietly add it. I had a trampoline <laughs> in my backyard. I can almost guarantee my parents did not tell them that they had a trampoline. Yeah, nobody, nobody. Yo, Glenn, you are wait. Glenn, we need to hang out with you a little. Don't more. snitch, Glenn. Come on. Yo, like, why would you got like why would you voluntarily call your insurance company and be all like, hey guys, I'm getting a trampoline. You don't do that. And well, then if something happens, hurt, yeah, they tripped. They tripped. Yeah, yeah. Don't let being treated for pain be a pain. Come to Downtown's Healthcare, 950 17th Street in Denver. Find out how to reduce pain naturally without surgery, without drugs. Call Downtown's Healthcare, 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. <sighs> oh, my God. Uh, now I'm going to talk about the injury I had caused by a pogo stick as a child. Um, but- oh, no. Uh, let's just say wear underwear if you're going to be using a pogo stick things can get caught in the springs <laughs> oh, uh, no. Um, oh no so oh, worst pain in my life uh, let's talk about Axiom what did you think of Axiom and Duke Hudson tonight I thought he had a fun start right me they too. started like backstage. They were like fighting everywhere. Yeah. By the time the bell actually rang, I was like, wait, the match hadn't started yet because they've been going at it for like 10 minutes. I thought this was fun. I, I enjoyed it. It was entertaining. The match was good. And I love how they just started brawling from the beginning. I, I wish they would have not done it twice because we saw it later on with Von Wagner and Solo Sokoa. So I don't need to see two of the same kind of feud like, or the same kind of fight. But I thought it was great. I like how they did. This was different. This was one of those things that I think is is different in this era in terms of on this show because everything else seemed very similar. But the fact that they did that brawl into there and then Duke Hudson originally wins and he's about to walk off and then the Valiant Babyface gets on the mic like, no, you got to come and finish me off. And then he wins. I think it made everybody look good. I thought they did a very good job with this. Tornado Anthony Y, Super Chat saying, yes, Justin LaVar can't, can't with the force of destruction. <laughs> Uh, and Dylan Matthews, Australian 299, saying you three meet up at Best Buy and do a show in the DVD section. I'm ready. I'm ready. Have you just do been it. in the DVD yeah. section of a Best Buy lately? No. I, mean, I was just at two Best Buys last week, and I didn't even think about going by the DVD section. Very small. Very small. Uh, Terry on Jr. Said, uh, Are there beads there that you can't see? <laughs> Terry on Jr. said, going to Florida next week. Are face masks needed? I would. I would mask up. I'm going to Florida in two weeks for my brother's bachelor party, and I am not masking up. 
Uh, speaking, speaking of masking, I hope Nick feels better soon. Nick Hosman caught COVID. He tested positive. You guys know him. I was sitting right next to him. I tested. I'm negative. I feel bad. I hope he feels better soon. He, he thinks he caught it on, on Nashville. And then I get the message from him this morning. And I was like, bro, I spent too much time with you. Don't do this to me right now. So feel better soon, Nick. If I get COVID, I'm going to blame you, Issa. I'm blaming Nick, but I, I tested negative, so N not even COVID wants to smoke, okay? <laughs> She's undefeated against COVID, too. It's <laughs> good. I just know, I just know that I've gone two and a half years without getting it, and I know there's going to be some dumb move I make my first weekend back out, and I'm going to catch it. I'm just be like, God damn it. I'm COVID-free. I I haven't gotten it. I've been to a lot of events, but I'm very careful. I always have sanitizer, et cetera, you know, but I've been to a lot of events and the fact that I haven't gotten it and I test every time before I go when I come back just because I don't want to be spreading it everywhere. But I feel bad for Nick, man. Yeah, it sucks. Hope Nick gets uh, well soon. Uh, absolutely. Um, the Creed, the Creed, the Creed Brothers versus Tony D'Angelo. And stacks for the NXT Tag Team Champions, Chips. And once you know it, Santos Escobar made his return. Kept Tony from getting the win. The family's breaking up, y'all. This was bullshit. This was bullshit. <laughs> like you, you lost a match. You agreed to be at D'Angelo. Now you need to own it. You know, I can't stand, I can't stand Legato for doing this. But if this gets us Legato the Fantasma's entrance music back. I'm okay with it. Only because of that purpose. I miss that entrance song. I'm excited about it, but this feud has been going on for way too long. Way so too we long. Need to, we need to move on from it. Yeah. Big pop for Santos Escobar. It's time to break up the family. I was actually thinking that Tony D'Angelo was going to win some gold tonight because they're teasing another breakup with the Creeds and the Diamond Mine. So I figured, well, Roderick Strong is going to come down here and screw it up for them. And then our boy Tony D is going to win some gold. But when that didn't happen, I was very upset. Hmm. I feel like Diamond Mine, they've been teasing a breakup longer than they've been a healthy, happy faction. I think so, too. I think they've been teasing it longer than the time that Malcolm Bivens has been gone. Yes. It's crazy. Uh, but this, this is okay. Tony D needs something fresh and new, though. Yeah, and I think coming out of this, they're gonna they're gonna wrap this up. And listen, even though if it has been going a little long, this has been a successful feud, I think. I love the oh, yes, yes, turf yes. war that they had. I've liked more of this feud than I haven't liked. But it is time to move on. And when they do, Tony D'Angelo's gonna have to find another family to colonize. Yes. Uh what if he takes what? over toxic attraction? There you go. <laughs> that that could get really uncomfortable really quick. Right. Uh, what? <laughs> Um, so Roxanne Perez, Cora traded some, uh, promos. This is, yeah. Mandy this, Rose wants Cora I, to take out Zoe Stark. I enjoyed that. I thought that Mandy Rose's, like, bargain to, to Cora Jane made sense, right? Like, oh hey, God. you take her out, then you get to face me. It made, it almost made too much sense. I was like, is she the heel here? Because she's absolutely making sense. I don't, I don't see why Corey wouldn't sense. take this offer. You know? Yeah, you're right. The baby faces are the ones that are stupid. You're, you're absolutely right about that. But um, when it comes to Roxanne and Cora Jade, I don't know. I, I still can't get behind the feud. There's just something about the way how everything just went down that doesn't. It's not there yet for me, even with the video packages. We'll see where it goes, but I don't know how you guys feel about it. I'm just still not invested in this story. The video package is why I couldn't get into this feud because Roxanne Perez is telling the story like they're best friends and, oh, we've loved each other for so long. And all the pictures are like within the last week. She said, we dream about being tag team partners. And I was like, I thought you guys just started hanging out. And then, yeah. then she didn't even put any base to the bitch. She was like, she's a bitch. Like she just said it so casually. And he's like, no, no, no. This is wrestling. If you're going to say the B word, you pause. You put some bass into it. Like, she's a bitch. And then you stop. And then you continue. She just so casually said it in the sentence oh, that it didn't even have the bitch effect. It was like That's the Kim Peel sketch, you know? She was trying Give to be... Give us one uh, more of those. You said, I, 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 my heart just palpitated here. <laughs> you're a bitch. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> Gotta put your bass in your voice. 
you know, you gotta like say it like you mean it. <laughs> she was away. just like, no, but did you notice it though? She was like, yeah, 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 yeah she's a bitch. And, then, and I was like, you just use the B word and, and just like roll through it? No, no, no. Yeah, and she did, Roxanne was, she has kind of a whiny voice too. And she came off as a heel, I think, in that video package in terms of how she was talking about Cora. Like, she's supposed to be my friend and she turned on me. And I felt like she came off as more of a heel until I saw Cora Jade's tattoo and I read it and it said something along the lines of starve your ego, feed the soul. And I was like, oh no, she's definitely the heel in this video. That's that Joe Gacy healed him right there. Uh, tornado <laughs> no. Anthony Wise said Kobe can't handle the tornado and Roman can't too. Damn. That's facts. Shout out to the tornado Anthony Y. Listen, everybody knows the streets talk to me and uh, I hear word on the street here and there. An exclusive report. Roman Reigns was thinking about coming on this podcast as a guest, but he's terrified of the tornado. That, that was told to me. Take that for what it's worth. But speaking that of course. he's terrified of, he's probably terrified of me. That's true. <laughs> uh... But I think with Cora and that tattoo, it, like we need a heel that has a vision board and talks about the power of positive thinking. Oh, I would, that has that ever, that's never happened, has it? Not oh, that, no. That would be perfect for NXT. Oh my god, that. that would annoy that would annoy me so much. Yes, and it's supposed to be a great gimmick. Yeah. Uh, so Brooks and Dunn were out there. Uh, Brooks was wearing Daisy Dukes, wrestling Joe Gacy, and that's the best. I mean, that's, it gets all downhill from there. Pretty deadly did a run-in, but Joe Gacy won. He dressed Cameron Grimes after, and Cameron Grimes was backstage uh, being boring. Yeah. This, I mean, we're so far removed from the billionaire Cameron Grimes, so I've given up hope, but he's got to find something else. And maybe comedy is his thing. Maybe he just needs to lean it into is. a comedic character. It doesn't have to be the billionaire, but something funny, because this guy is legitimately funny, and I'm just not into him when he's just trying to be a normal guy. Agreed. Ooh, why am I so tired? Talking I about Cameron nap, Grimes. I took a nap today and everything. Uh, it's these damn antibiotics. Uh, so, Alba Fire and Lash Legend did a match that I forgot was even going to be Poor on. Poor Lash Legend, man. Poor Lash Legend. Yeah, they need to end this feud. I mean, they've we've got the point. They end this feud. They need to start this feud. I mean, come <laughs> I mean, on. It's been so one sided. The next time they face off, it's like, what is there to to gain from this? I bet you if you gave Lash Legend the opportunity to say bitch in a promo, she will say it the right way. Oh, sure. One take. One take. Cheers. Uh, Nikita Lyons had a rebuttal to Kiana James. Nikita Lyons, you, you can tell she'd be still in DVD players, man. When she calls her promos, uh, she, she's one of those people that's still DVD players. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> she's living her truth, Issa. <laughs> So the tornado, Anthony, I said, Issa, what, oh, I'm not reading that tornado. That, that's a little suggestive. Right, what happened? <laughs> suggestive? You can read that. He's just shooting a shot. <laughs> you can shoot your <laughs> shot on the show. show. Alfred, you read it. Okay. Tornado Anthony Y of the Tornado Nation says, Issa, I'll show you real God mode in the needle mover. No, sh- sh- come on. Re- read it in the voice that Anthony Y meant it in, Alfred. Oh, no. Oh, you want me to read it like Barry White? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Please. Okay, don't make me laugh. Issa, I'll show you real God mode and the needle mover. Thank you. I don't know if the needle mover is a good name for your junk, if that's where he's going with that. Yeah, (laughs) I agree. I agree. I don't know that. The anaconda mover, but like not a needle. Uh, So. Main event tonight, Von Wagner versus Solo Sokoa in a false count anywhere match. And I know we were all on the edge of our seat wondering if America's sweetheart Von Wagner was going to win this match. But no, it was Solo Sokoa. Of course it was. Of course it was. I know. That's why this was like, for, okay, first off, let me, let me tell you all the problems with this match. False count anywhere. We just had the big last man standing match at SummerSlam. This felt like kind of a baby version of trying to do that with doing something really epic in this main event we went over it was good i like that the dumpster had the wwe logo on it that feels like it's very meme meme worthy (laughs) um but but yeah that's the point though was like did anyone think von wagner was gonna win like no von wagner's parents didn't even think von wagner was gonna win this (gasps) glenn (laughs) no i but were you not terrified for them when they were in the parking lot? Because I was. Oh, it's true. It's very dangerous there. I mean, Trick and Carmelo went to the parking lot, and these baddies needed help with their car, and I thought for sure they were done. 
Oh, yeah. Me too. When they were in the park, you know, I was like, it's over for both of them. Yeah. I, 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 I see what you're saying, Glenn, because now that you got me thinking about comparing it to like what we saw on Sunday, then it doesn't seem entertaining. But for NXT, I thought it was fun. Um, these guys have been fighting everywhere, all over the place. I did kind of want more. Maybe they should have ended it in the parking lot or something like that. You know, I I thought it went backwards when they kind of like made their way back to the ring. I wanted to see the chaos and the match ending like a super random spot. But outside of that, I was truly entertained. I love seeing Solo get a win. I haven't forgotten that Solo wanted a shot at Carmelo. I want, I want to see him back in the title picture. But I will say that I feel like Solo elevated Von Wagner because it's the only time yeah. I've ever been invested into anything Von Wagner is doing. I completely agree. Von Wagner is slowly starting to grow on me. And I'm not even, I didn't even consider the solo aspect of it as any, ever since he started working with Solo. But, you know, we make a lot of fun on him in this podcast. But ever since he started brawling with Solo Sokoa, I think I started to do a 180 on him. He had a pretty good promo last week. He's starting to grow on me. Not, not so much yet, but he's starting to grow on me. There yeah, go. I mean, he's, he's, Huge compared to the rest of the roster. You think they'll be doing more with him and they're not. And I, I feel like this feud really brought him there. We'll see where he goes from here. But I would love to see Sosokoa being a contender for a title soon. I think Solo, he could very well win the main championship if he does not get called up. But I think they were, they're going to worry about calling him up and about brand confusion for uh, the bloodline. I mean... I don't think it would be that hard. If they didn't want him to be part of the bloodline, they could make him his own guy. It, it would just be that the main roster crowd would just be chanting Usos. And yeah. That's he would deal with that. So it, it'll always be the elephant in the room, unfortunately, when he first gets there. But I think he'll be able to shed that. And I want to see him as NXT world champion before he leaves the territory. Me too. Me too. I actually talked to Rikishi this weekend. We talked about Solo oh. a little bit. Oh. How was that? Spill some Great. tea, girl. It was good. You got to you got to wait for the interview to come out. But we talked mm-hmm. about Solo. We talked about being from the island. I called him. I asked him if he was the real head of the table. And he said, don't call me that. So he's scared of Roman always. Wow. <laughs> they need it. I think uh, if I could fantasy book The Rock's return, they need to do an actual head of the table where they have the NOI family right. there. You get, uh, you know, even now you can bring back Nia Jax. You can have Rikishi there. You can have Afa and Sika. And then slowly, they're all acknowledging him until The Rock comes back, and and off we go. I will say one thing. I saw him the next morning at Starcast again on Sunday. So I walked by him, and I said, great night for the family, huh? And he said, was there ever any doubt? No, there wasn't. No, there wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) There you have it. So that was NXT tonight. I feel like SummerSlam weekend's officially over now. But tomorrow. Because I can't take it anymore. Dumpster match tomorrow. AEW Dynamite. I can't wait. It's going to be great. That was it's going to be a lot of fun. I missed the diss track. Was it good? I haven't even had time mm. to go back and watch it. How was it? We really picked it apart this past Friday. I thought it was good, but it was not on the level of what he has typically done. Right, right. Okay, I, I need I need to check it out. I haven't watched. I completely forgot. Somebody brought it up in my chat earlier, and I was like, I can't believe I haven't seen it yet, so I need to go look for it. What's the big match for Dynamite? Are they promoting anything huge tomorrow? Well, the Acclaim versus the Ass Boys. I mean, okay. come on. Wow, they're already doing that? It's tomorrow. Does it get any bigger than that? There's got to be something else, no? I mean, they have Moxley wrestling every week now, so. Yeah. Where's MJF? What's going on with MJF? I miss that him. That is the strangest thing. I mean, even if they bring it, it's starting to remind me of when Bret Hart was like the hottest wrestler in the country and WCW waited months before they put him on their TV. I was in the building when he cut oh, that promo. You... I've never heard anything louder in terms of a reaction to a promo in my life. And he's been nowhere to be seen since. Oh, you have Jericho and Wheeler Yuta, and the winner goes on to face Mox. That's I guess right. that's probably the big match. There you go. Well, thank you everyone for coming out. Tornado, I'm not reading that. Just just come on. <laughs> it's a dollar ninety-nine. Why can't you read it? And how, come, how, come no one's, how come no one's paying super chats to hit on me or Alfred? We're feeling a little <laughs> Yeah, <left> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Equal opportunity. I'll hit on you, Glenn. Pause. Please let me hear it. Hit on him. <laughs> tell him, tell him, hey Glenn, if you were a DVD player, I steal you. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.
on that note, uh, have a good night. We'll be back here on Friday. Hope the rest of your week goes well. Thank you everyone for tuning in. Uh, Issa's at NYC Demon Diva. That's Diva with a one. Alfred's at This Is Nasty. I'm at Glenn Rubenstein. Give us all a follow and we'll catch you back on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care. Are you suffering from chronic joint or back pain? Downtown's Healthcare in Denver offers effective alternative therapies that are non-invasive, non-surgical, and drug-free. Start your journey to a pain-free life. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.